Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. Welcome back. We're so glad you're here with us. Lindsay is here and we're talking about community and how important it is. God made us for community to do life together. Yes. And in the church and in our own neighborhoods, I've heard village used a lot recently to describe everyone around us. Pam, what are your thoughts? Well, the Bible says that two or more are better than one. And uh, I think about our community, about fellowshipping together with other believers in small groups and any time that we get a chance, really. But we live in a world that is so chaotic. It's easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many detours to our destination but if we're together, it's easier for us to move and stay focused because we are in communion together and we have a common goal. And I think that's really important to understand that, you know, God it will honor it. And so each of us help each other uh, on the way and the way that is right. And it's easier when there's two of us together than when there's one, because I don't know, when we're going down the highway, Dwayne misses all the exits. <laughs> I'm like, it was was right there. So So sometimes we miss or forget, you know, our purpose. And because we think, I think sometimes we think of it as an opinion and Mm. or as an option. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is clear that um, he, God has options for us, but he also intends for us to work together for our purpose and his purpose. Remember um, in our previous podcast, we talked about the armor of God and how the soldiers hooked their shields together for protection and they needed each other to defeat the enemy. Um, They couldn't do it alone and neither can we. Yes. And, you know, it makes me think of Jesus as an example of community. You know, Pam, I um, think about the 12 disciples and um, how he met on the, uh, with them in a consistent basis and then how he taught them and discipled them. So he's always with us and that's um, how we learn and um, how we know how to pray and how we can know how to be more like him. So community is really important as Jesus showed in examples just to help us grow a relationship with him. And we learn from each other. Um, and we can encourage each other and we can also share what uh, God has given us. That's what's really neat. Yeah. And it's so, it's really fun to follow his example of being with others. And when we take the opportunity to disciple one another and be together, learning God's word and the Bible is really clear on it and gives examples of Jesus in one-on-one times Mm -hmm. when he's talking to one person at a time, one-on-two one with thousands, right? <laughs> but also yeah. he spent a lot of his time with the 12. Um, and it didn't matter which group he was with. He was always sharing his teachings for them to understand and to know him better. Mm-hmm. So it was as if when they went about their daily lives, he would go where they were and then they would follow him. Mm. Yeah. You know, lately I feel like scripture is just jumping out at me, which I love um, because there's things that we can go over and over and over and we just don't see it. But then with every passage, there's something within um, and there's instruction for us uh, to follow it. He doesn't leave us hanging out there. 
No, he really doesn't. And it's amazing to see how that happens. And I know we've talked about that we can read a scripture over and over and over again. And, and wherever we are in our season of life, um, it means something different to us. The truth mm -hmm. is always the same, but we apply it differently. And so I think it's very important that you, um, as you're reading the scripture, that you think about that. Now, how does this apply to me today in my life? And what do I do with that? And God gives us so much, but all the instruction and information he gives us, we need to navigate our lives. Mm -hmm. And so his word is powerful and true. It has something that can speak to every area of our lives. And it's kind of like an instruction manual, manual, Lindsay. And sometimes we think, oh, this can't be in the Bible. I can't get help for this thing. But there is something there for everyone. And there's an answer that God gives us a principle, a, a promise or a truth that we can use. It's not like going to Ikea and buying something and taking it out of the box and you got 200 pieces of wood and five screws and no instructions. Have you ever bought something from Ikea and tried to put it together? It's I always need instructions. It's a trip. It really is. So they have instructions. You just can't follow them yeah. most of the time. But the Bible is not that way. Um, it gives us clear instruction that we can understand. Mm -hmm. So it gives us every piece we need every tool we need. And God gives us the instruction just when we need it. So the Bible is his word to us for our benefit and for his glory. And we see different truths in different seasons, like I was mm -hmm. saying of our lives. Like I could read something that I read as a child, and it's really going to apply to me more now as an older, more mature adult. <laughs> I like that description. <laughs> yes. Not an old woman, but a more mature adult. Um, we've talked about prayer, fasting, and how to get into the Word of God. And it's impossible to discuss it in all aspects, but it's a great place to start. So I hope, you know, Lindsay, that as we're talking to um, our listeners, that they can see that there are answers for them to think about and things that they can get on their own. I believe it's because God loves us so much that he can't answer. Sometimes we, we ask him something. We want him, we want to know it right now. Right. Mm -hmm. When we ask for something, I believe the reason that he can't always give it to us right now is because it'll mess up what's coming for us in the future. We can't see that, but right. he knows what's best for us. And um, he wants us to have the best. He loves us too much to be the genie in the lamp. And just for us just to say, want it now, get it now and move on. And he gives us whatever we we need for the time that we need it. And he's asked us when we ask him to do something, he he doesn't want to mess up our future. He doesn't want to mess up our purpose. He wants to guide us, lead mm -hmm. us, instruct us in the next steps that we need to take. Romans 5, 8 says that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's real love. Mm. And First uh, John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. And then in, in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell us of his great love. Yes. Gosh, God loves us so much. And I think we tend to skip through the Bible reading it as a story, Pam, you know, um, the true significance on how much he loves us doesn't stick out or grab a hold of us and shake us to our core. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, my ladies um, just reminds me of an example. Um, we have I have a small group um, and we're going through 
uh, Lisa Harper Bible study yeah. and it's uh, called how much more. And in it, Lisa talks about how God is so much more than we could ever imagined, but we don't sit there thinking about that day in and day out. No. Don't we? We think about all the things we have to do mm -hmm. um, versus what he has and what he has to offer and how much love he has to offer us. Um, so, you know, I want to, I want to do something that's probably never been done in this podcast before, <laughs> but, um, I want to ask, no, <laughs> we've been here since the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do a little exercise. So listeners open up your Bibles and check this out. God is in the Trinity throughout the entirety of the Bible. I think we tend to think God made the heaven and the earth in Genesis and God was throughout the old Testament. And then he brings Jesus into the picture as a man. Once Jesus dies and the Holy Spirit then shows up. And it's not like that. God is three in one right from the start, always was and always is there throughout the entire Bible. Jesus, God, and Holy Spirit, they all made the earth and all that was in it. I think we hear that all the time, but I don't think we actually really, really understand and, and can comprehend that. And then in Revelations, let's pull, go to Revelations. He even speaks to the king on the throne and the Trinity's there too. So if you can imagine a big, big throne and God, and then Jesus sitting there on the right hand side and the Trinity is there as well. Can you imagine just all that going from beginning to end right from there? And then let me pull up this passage because this is what really gets me and it throws me for a loop. Go to Isaiah 53, two, that's right in the middle of the Bible. And it uh, says where it says he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we would and we should desire of him. That is in reference to Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus that came to the earth. And then from there, he was with God as God three in one, that God sits on the throne he made, he made the entire earth and everything in it. And then he comes as someone with just no beauty and no majesty. Like I, I, I can't, I mean, I just, I, I think, I guess I would compare this today as us just going right from right where we are today, right now, um, with what we have today to immediately being homeless and, yeah. and having nothing. Um, nothing to show for ourselves. <laughs> but um, anyways, I say that to say it's just having nothing all of a sudden. And and how quickly do we mull over that and read over Jesus' story? And he did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, he grew up and he was able to be humbled. I mean, this king, God, comes to earth and humbles himself, sits under these priests in church. When he's growing up, he's listening to others. And then he humbles himself upon the cross. Can you imagine? I just... Wow, um, how much does he love us? I mean, my mind mm -hmm. can't even fathom that I would even be able to do something like that, nor pick that. Right. And we we don't realize it because we think of things in so, such different terms. Mm -hmm. And um, this is something that I think as a listener, you might want to just go read about it until, you, you know, it's so hard to grasp because we can't understand his ways and but also i think him coming as everyone looking for a majestic king mm -hmm. for him to come in 
um, grandeur and splendor. And he comes as a man and the Bible says nothing really to draw you to him except for the character Mm -hmm. that he had. And we talked a lot about the character of God and how important that is and what draws us to other people. I mean, sometimes it's, it, it shouldn't ever be the way we see them on the outside, but what's on the inside, what draws us to people? Like if I was going to make a list of things that I think about a person, I wouldn't list any of their outside character, outside um, characteristics, Mm -hmm. but I would list their inside character, the things that um, draw them to another person. And I think that's Jesus has that love mm-hmm. and draw to draw us to him for the reason that he first loved us. And then he allows us to love him in a way that we can't even understand. And I think if he showed us all of his glory, which we couldn't take it, we that's wouldn't true. be able to handle mm-hmm. it in our humanity. So um, there are certain things about God that we are characteristics that we are foundational truths in, in our of Christianity. And um, so the virgin birth of Jesus is one, his death on the cross is one, and his resurrection. These are this story that should ring in our hearts and minds with great adoration, love, and gratitude toward him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me when I think about the life of Jesus before his earthly ministry began, God gave us in his word the impact, the impactful facts of how Jesus grew, but not much detail of day to day, did he? Mm-hmm. And so I look through that and we know that he loved us and in how um, he cares for us, but he was spending a lot of time that we didn't really see the growth in his life uh, in between times. Mm-hmm. Um it was kind of anonymous. There were times in Jesus' life when that were shown in um, in the Gospels, particularly, and those would, that would be the places that I would suggest that you read. Maybe start with John. I think I might have said that before. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a stable with animals, followed by hidden days. And we didn't hear much about it after that, right? That was right. then he was consecrated in the temple on his 40th day. And that was followed by months of not hearing anything much and if hidden days. And before turning to Jesus received a visit from the wise men. We think about it all happening in chronological Quick. order, yeah. like the, the wise men came right then they were in the stable and that, and we picture our manger scenes like that and that kind of thing. But, um, he was really, um, before he turned to, they got there, but then it was followed by hidden years, Mm -hmm. years that we didn't hear much about the life of Christ. And then when he was 12, he was in the temple listening and asking questions, followed by almost two decades of not hearing much. And so he appeared for his baptism on the bank of the Jordan River. And then all four gospels mark um, this as the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. And so what do we think Jesus was doing in those years that we don't hear about? And I think about it and I think he's preparing. Mm-hmm. He's preparing for us. He's preparing for the next mission. He's preparing for the cross. He's preparing to um, 
take it takes great discipline. And I think that is what when we talk about studying and figuring things out in the Bible for ourselves, things that we need to know about who he is and how much he loves us. These are the things that we need to look at because it took discipline in Christ's life to do the things that he yeah. needed to do. And we say um, we just look at it and just don't really think we want to ask the question. We say we want to live like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. What would Jesus do? <laughs> we mm -hmm. say all those things, but then we don't want any of the hiddenness to happen. We don't want the time that we have to prepare for whatever it is that God has for us in the discipline of our life in order to get there. So yes, God is God. He's Jesus in, um, in his humanity. He came in, in our humanity, we cannot comprehend mm -hmm. the, those things. And so we need to look into that and um, read the Bible for ourselves so that we can know. Um, we don't always see how God is working in difficult experiences, do we? Yeah. We think that we're kind of going through it by ourselves. But I think that looking at how he is, his life, there were spaces of time that we didn't hear a lot about his earthly life that if we could look at it that way and say, okay, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through in your life, Jesus has you. He's yeah. powerful. He's prepared. And he is indestructible. Mm. And um, he has great plans for you. So we need to follow it. We need to trust it. And even when he, he feels hidden in our lives, he's still there. Um, he sends the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to lead us, to guide us. And he says he will never leave us or forsake us. And he keeps his promises mm -hmm. because he loves us that much. So it's significant in his hum humility that he gave us exactly what we need to know and what we need to hear. And in our humanity, we can't fathom it. So we can't, we can't comprehend the greatness of it totally Yet he gives it to us freely and he is always working in our lives. So I want to pause here and we're going to continue next week with um, some more on this podcast of talking about the love of God for us and us working together in community to um, obtain the purposes that he has for us. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day -day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.